0: Good morning everyone. This morning we've arrived at a kind of culmination of the instructions we've been offering. And you've probably noticed that we're building day by day. We begin simply with body and breath. It's always your foundation. And then we've gradually been adding in these different elements of our experience. The very subtle sense of pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, moment by moment. The affect, that thin veneer of affect that is coloring a lot of our experience. Subtle moods, or run-of-the-mill emotions, or really big experiences of feeling. This can also be known. Feelings and emotions can be part of our mindfulness practice. We work with them skillfully as an object of our mindfulness. And then same thing with thoughts. Thoughts are a little more seductive. We get drawn in by them. So we have to learn to keep our steadiness, our center, as we can be mindful of the flow and movement and dynamism. Of the thinking mind. Emotions and thoughts all held in this category of chitta, the sixth sense. All of the movements of mind as the object of our meditation. Very possible. And now, this morning, we're going to be opening up. Eugene uh, offered yesterday a beautiful open awareness meditation, inviting all these senses the arising and passing of them, knowing that awareness has room to hold them all, body sensations, hearing sounds, thoughts and feelings arising within awareness. So we're moving in some ways from this small mind to the big mind that he talked about. And Tuarei last night so beautifully pointed to this sense of refined absence that we're recognizing, we learn to recognize that within awareness there might actually be a lot less clinging, a lot less selfing. The personality is still here, but as we practice we start to see that there's something else going on here. Awareness feels spacious, it feels impersonal, it feels steady and stable. Matthew's beautiful invitation to equanimity yesterday, this sense of rest and peace is found right here in awareness. And so like Tweri was saying, we don't have to have any big experience and transcend the world and go to some refined mystical place. That we're just recognizing the ordinariness of knowing, of awareness that we can't stop <laughs> that's been going on forever, that actually doesn't have an age. That's an interesting one. Have you seen that yet? Your awareness doesn't have an age. You can't control it. It's always here. And we're familiarizing again and again with that spaciousness of mind that can know anything. The good, the bad, the ugly, the pleasant, the unpleasant. And it's steady, it's stable, it's clear, it's okay. Basic okayness. Basic goodness, really. So in this meditation this morning, we'll be touching into that sense of the big mind. There's so many beautiful passages I had the trouble choosing this morning. What to read? <laughs> There's so many. But this first one I'm going to share, is. this reminded me of Tueri's talk last night. So this one is in the um, Samyutta Nikaya. The Buddha says, When the sun rises and a shaft of light has entered by way of the window, where does it land? And a disciple of the Buddha says, On the western wall. He says... And if there is no western wall, on the ground. And if there's no ground, on the lake. And if there's no lake, the disciple says, it does not land. The Buddha, in the same way, when there is no fabrication, consciousness does not land or grow. That is free from sorrow. Sorrow. So this sense of, sometimes it kind of boggles the mind. You don't have to understand this conceptually. But it's a beautiful image pointing to this sense of knowing awareness. When it doesn't land, there's freedom. That is freedom from sorrow. And then one more. This is from Ajahn Chah, the great Thai forest master about this mind, in truth, there's nothing really wrong with it. It's intrinsically pure. Within itself, it's already peaceful. That the mind is not peaceful these days, is just because it follows moods. The real mind doesn't have anything to it. It's simply an aspect of nature this real mind of ours is already unmoving and peaceful. Just like a leaf which is still as long as no wind blows. That's kind of like that shaft of light that's not landing. A leaf that is still as long as no wind blows. Our practice is simply to see this original mind. So we must train the mind to know all these sense impressions and not get lost in them. That's what we've been doing this whole time. Then we see its peace. We see the peaceful that's already here in the mind. Just this is the aim of all this difficult practice we put ourselves through. We train the mind to know these sense impressions and not get lost in them. We see that it's already peaceful. And so we'll begin this meditation. This is called the Big Mind Meditation. And I learned it from my teacher, Joseph Goldstein. So you can sit comfortably. Beginning with this sense of coming home to your body. noticing how is the body this morning interesting now there is a steadiness in the mind that can know all these arising sensations that can feel them as they change and pass away Opening to the field of sound, perhaps feeling your awareness as a wide open landscape, wide open space in which sounds are arising and passing. You might notice internal sounds, the quiet sound of your breath, your heart, and also external sounds in the room. Noticing how sounds arise and pass in the open sky of the mind. And I'll be making some sounds up here just to support this sense of big, wide, open spaciousness in your mind. And noticing how these sounds can arise and pass within the knowing of them, within the wide sky of the mind. your mind like space, perhaps knowing body sensations, knowing sounds. Also knowing any emotions, affective tone, any moods. Knowing them like any other object arising in the sky of the mind. Wide open spacious awareness. Within this mind, there's knowing. Know all the objects. This mind can know. When you look through it, you see the world. But if you look directly at the mind, look at the knowing itself, there's nothing to find. No up, no down, no edges. Very simple, ordinary knowing, boundless. Look directly at your own mind. you look at the mind, there's nothing to find. And yet when you look through the mind, you see the world, sounds, sensations, thoughts arising in the big, open space of the mind. Nothing to do, nowhere to go, nothing to have. Just feeling this groundless, spacious, bright, open sky, sounds arising and passing within it. There's no form, no color, no shape, very ordinary, nothing to fabricate, just knowing and sounds arising within the knowing. Notice as you hear these bells, it's like the shaft of light. Notice in the space when there's nothing for them to land on, that there's a kind of rest, a kind of peace that's already here. No head, no shoulders, no torso, no legs. Just open, spacious awareness. No edges or boundaries. Simply wide, open awareness. And sounds, feelings, thoughts arising within this wide sky of the mind. (laughs) The <laughs> world Look directly at the mind. When you look, there's nothing to see. And yet this mind can know the world. It knows all these arising and passing experiences and stays steady unmoving, simple knowing, already peaceful, nothing to do, nothing to have. In a moment, I'll ring the big bell to signal the end of our formal practice. And the invitation is to notice if you can stay with this sense of awareness, empty, knowing, clear. Even as we begin to speak and listen and the eyes perhaps open, noting that you can still feel this sense of awareness pervading, even as you look through it to see the world. Just a comment before we'll go to questions here soon, but just to say that sometimes we want to prioritize one style of practice. You know, we've sort of led up to this. This is one way that you can work in your practice, looking at awareness, looking at its nature, seeing how it's steady and clear, regardless of what you're knowing. This open awareness can really be helpful in daily life. You know, there's room for everything. And it creates a kind of durable flexibility. Regardless, if you're moving around or talking, you can still be in awareness. Very helpful for continuity. And at other times, going back to your breath, feeling the breath of the nostrils or the abdomen or the whole body breathing, that builds a kind of gathered sense in the mind, unification, steadiness that then will help you see awareness. So it's just knowing at any given moment, it's sort of like a camera lens. Do I want to narrow down and focus? Or do I want to open up to this much wider lens, letting it all in? So all good, we're just noticing like an artist, like a musician, what's the right tone, what's the right aperture to choose at any time? So you can play with this today. Look at awareness, see what you find. And then if you get a little out there and distracted and gets too spacious, come back to your object, steady the mind, like that. So we have time for some questions. And even in this moment, notice how your body is. Sometimes there's an energy rush when we start to ask questions in the hall and see, even in this, you can know the thoughts, the questions, the answers, and you can know the boundless quality of awareness at the same time.
1: Thank you. Um, Prior to the sound meditation, you were talking about the ray of light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Thank you. Take my mask off, okay. Yeah, this is better. Um, When you were speaking earlier about the beam of sunlight coming through and if there is nothing to land on, It just doesn't. It keeps going. It permeates. It's there. In the sound meditation, I could feel it land in my body. It wasn't dissipating. It was in different sounds and tonalities were landing in different parts. And it was reminiscent to me of where different sensations land sometimes with the same parts of the body so i had a question about that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: just a general question
0: yeah that's beautiful that's good this is a paradox right we have a ground (laughs) we have a body and it's certainly sensations land in the body yes but where is the body
1: Well, I never lost it during this meditation.
0: I could feel all the edges. (laughs) That's good. So we feel it. But within that awareness, there's no ground. You know, we can feel the body, the sensations arising. We hear the sound. We feel the sensations. Maybe we have a thought about that. But when we really look, like the clouds are made of sky too. (laughs) Mm. We really look, we can't actually put our finger we can, we can. There's solidity for sure. And we can't. It's mm-hmm. all space, right? It's all arising right within that spaciousness. So this is the dance. It's real, but it's not really real. So when I
1: heard the sounds, you know, I was thinking, thinking mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It would be nice not to have ever heard the sound before mm. and have that beginner's mind. Uh-huh. But I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? There are, it's just like Tuareg was saying last night. We have all these priors that glamp on, and we have these concepts. So, whenever we hear something new, yeah. it lands somewhere yeah. familiar. Yeah. So, how do we deal with that?
0: Yeah, I think you answered it. You're right. I think you did have a beginner's mind because in each moment, you haven't heard that sound before. That's a new moment of hearing. So it's just like Tewari was saying, we think we have because we sort of glam on the Mm -hmm. memory of it. But in this awareness, it's fresh. Every thought is new. You haven't had that thought before, right? You haven't heard this before. It's each one is new. And so when we start to see that, then we're seeing beyond time. We see beyond what we assume things to be. We're stripping away some of that. It's tricky. It's hard to talk about, but I think you already saw it. You know, that's the beginner's mind.
1: So that's a distortion when we go and glam it on and say, "Oh, this is how it is."
0: Yeah, this is how it is. I think I know how this sounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the the I think the free mind, the awakened mind, sees each moment as like completely fresh, never happened before. Then what? what's going to happen? We don't know. Mm. right? We actually don't know how it's going to sound. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good question.
2: Uh, My question was uh, about big C consciousness um, and whether there's like any dialogue between that and small C consciousness.
0: Mm. Good question. I think you're asking about the same big consciousness, small consciousness, same big mind, small mind. Yeah, I think there's a lot of dialogue and there, you know, we use this a lot because they're not different actually either. (laughs) So we can say that small mind arises within big mind. We can say that the clouds are made of sky. We can say that the big mind is holding all of this. There's room for it. But when we really look, it's kind of all the same flavor, you know? the sound isn't different from the
2: knowing of it. <laughs> this is getting really
0: esoteric.
2: <laughs> okay, well, <I'm, laughs> I guess what I'm thinking is like, my consciousness, my little consciousness, mm-hmm. is the same as big consciousness. Mm-hmm. And big consciousness is the same made up of everybody's consciousness, all mm-hmm. consciousness,
0: mm-hmm.
2: or all mind
0: Mm.
2: is there like a like a transmission to big consciousness that also impacts all of the other smaller consciousnesses Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. yeah i mean sometimes some of these questions are imponderable so we want to be careful of trying to figure it all out because the buddha said there's things that we can't actually fully grasp with our thinking mind um And there can be arguments made in different ways. So one distinction I want to make is that, yes, while they're the same, they're also very different, right? And that we each have our own mind. It's not like it's all kind of one, at least in the Buddha's teachings. We're not tapping into a universal kind of mind that belongs to everyone. It's more like we each have this kind of stream of knowing that's very personal and conditioned by all of our past experiences. That's kind of the definition of karma, really. We each have a very individual experience. How I see or hear these bells might be different from how you see and hear these bells, depending on your conditioning. So we're not merging those. We're, we're still holding the same of this sense of an individual stream. And yet, when we tap into that boundless quality of spacious mind, there's no, it's not personal. So we, but we can't even say it belongs to everyone, because nobody exists either. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one, to own, no one to own it. And in fact, it's not even born. But Tweri was saying, we have to have birth in order to have aging and death. And so when we point to awareness that doesn't have an age, that in some ways isn't even born, then all this talk about separation and small and big and yours and mine doesn't even make sense anymore. It's like outside that realm. Does that help?
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)
0: Diane?
3: Somewhere I heard that you could um, watch the beginning of a thought. I heard that a long time ago and I've never been able to do it. And um, so I tried harder yesterday, and it seems like a whole category. That what I'm very aware of is when I get lost in thought, but I don't know when it started. So I think part of my motivation is thinking if I know where it starts, I can stop it before, <laughs> before it starts. But what i experienced so far is that the, be- the thoughts that I see before I get lost are like little they're a different category they're like little snapshots there's just like a cat or you know and then and I see it and I let go of it because it's easy and uh, anyway I just didn't know if there's something in between there or, or any other trick about <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe I'm going down the wrong path about looking for the beginning of a thought.
0: What are you thinking? Just in that space before I was speaking, what were you thinking? Why, why you
3: were quiet. I thought, oh, I did it
0: wrong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did it wrong <laughs> or something.
0: So you saw. I'm, I'm asking, asking
3: another you imponderable question. <laughs> no.
0: You saw what your mind was doing in that gap. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It happened right there. You knew. You saw. Right, so that was the moment preceding my speaking. You were right with it, right? You saw that thought, maybe doubt arise, and then maybe it shifted when I started talking. Uh huh. That's it.
3: Well, that sounds like, and and I kind of it is my experience that very often thought comes from insecurity. So you're seeing the beginning of thoughts. I'm trying to fill up the gap you're seeing it that the moment even, before even if it the hurts me, is insecurity. it's better than nothing
0: yeah <laughs> but you're seeing it already so so i would just question the sense of i've never been able to do it because it sounds to me like you actually are doing it all the time you're seeing the cause and effect maybe there's a feeling of insecurity then there's more thinking then there's more insecurity or the question arises and then there's maybe a gap so that's it. That's it. You don't have to see anything more than that. It's very ordinary, actually. You're seeing it all the time. We know the mind and we know it actually very well. So I would, I would just throw out that sense that you don't, don't know how to do it and you're not doing it. It's just that mm-hmm. simple. Okay. I, I think uh, I did say that, but I'll just end
3: with my motivation for seeing the beginning was to stop it from beginning.
0: Okay. <laughs> So that is really good to see. (laughs) Really good to see, right? It's so common, I'm sure a lot of people and people are laughing because that's our experience. We try to meditate the thoughts away. We're here to get rid of them. And the more that we practice, we've pointed to this, it's not, that's not it, right? It's like, you might have heard this analogy, the mind or the mouth salivates in the same way that the mind secretes thoughts. It's just natural, natural. Doing it all the time. We use thoughts. They're useful. But in meditation, we're actually just growing that space within, you know, where we can make choices whether we follow the thoughts, whether we believe them, right? Really question that. You can question the insecurity. There's nothing wrong with your question. So that's, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, you know. Okay. There was a hand way far in the back, and we can come back to it, DT. Yeah. So we'll make these questions brief and answers brief.
3: Thank you. Um, I was wondering if you could say a bit more about um, the, I guess, purpose of some of these deeper states of concentration, of selflessness. I mean, they're it's enjoyable, it's peaceful, but. Um, impermanent, Mm -hmm. passes away, probably a little harder to access in everyday life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess, what what is their place on the path?
0: Yeah, great question, because we can come here just for that, for that experience. And then I think we kind of missed the point. You know, Eugene said beautifully, sure, we like those experiences, but how are we living them? How is it impacting the way we are with people? And this is a thing to ask, because sometimes it can feel like it's totally different categories. We come here, we're like a Buddha, we're so peaceful, and then we go back home and it's a hot mess, <laughs> right? So that's, and these are the days actually, today, tomorrow, next day, really lean into the integration. How are all of these experiences of peace and calm and boundless awareness, how is it conditioning the way that I speak to myself, to others? How is it motivating how I act? Are my motivations different? That's the point. That's the point. So, to where again, beautifully, we're the same person, but actually seeing emptiness, seeing the clarity of awareness, it actually changes everything too. It's a game changer. We start acting differently. We surprise ourselves. We're purifying these motivations. From having seen reality, it's like we come more and more in alignment with our deeper longing and then knowing how to fulfill it for ourselves and for others. Yeah, so good, good question and good one for us to keep working with and sitting with. Yeah, thank you. Okay, one more quick one, Aditi. Right here in the front row, Eugene. Keep your hand up.
1: Thank you. Um, I have a practice question. So especially, like, you know, um, when you are, like, alone in your cabin or something, getting up early, in the first five, ten minutes of the practice, how do you orient it to not becoming, like, an autopilot, like, you know?
0: Oh, good question. In the beginning of every sit, I take refuge. Yeah, and I have a chant that I recite in my mind. Every, every sit, beginning, refuge, kind of lineage, prayer. And then, for me, it's a kind of aspiration, you know, may this be of benefit for myself and for others. So I do refuge and bodhicitta, beginning of every sit. And it's very concentrating. You know, it really kind of helps me set my intention. Then grounding like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that doesn't, like, you know, you still stay interested on that prayer day after day.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I found one that's a little long. It took me a while to memorize. But the memorization helps me concentrate. Yeah, and I love it such a home ground. Yeah, thank you. Good, so I just have a few announcements for the day. Stay here, even as I talk about what's going to happen in the future. (laughs) Stay in your body. So today is our last affinity sit for the LGBTQIA community. Um, Movement at 11.15 will be our last movement session. And we've recorded three sessions by audio that you can find on Dharma Seed. And you'll have two videos that are on the Spirit Rock server that will be sent to you at the end of the retreat. So, really wonderful resources for continuing your movement at home with Hakim. The schedule will change slightly this afternoon. And it should already be posted. So, when you come out, just take a glance at the afternoon. The morning is exactly the same. And then afternoon, it's just a little earlier Brahma Vihara. So come at 3.30 for Brahma Vihara if you want. And then everyone, please do attend the closing. We'll have some closing practices at 4. So please come then. And there are potentially some notes posted for yogis. So do glance at the note board on your way out, because there's some scheduling things even for this morning. So look at the note board on your way.
1: Yeah, one of those scheduled things is Sarah O. We're meeting
2: at, in three minutes in room two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so notice this leaning forward into the future and keep settling back today. Keep settling back. And no awareness has room to hold all of it. It has room for the anticipation and the, all of the thoughts about leaving. Okay. Have a beautiful day of practice.